power grid disaster in Texas continues for the seventh day today. The grid has actually been restored, but officials say that it was seconds and minutes away from a catastrophic failure that could have left residents in the dark for months. And still nearly 300,000 people are without power. Many have been without power for days. And it's not just an electricity problem. The power outages have led to pipes bursting all over the state. That plus water mains breaking and power disruptions at the water treatment facilities have cities warning residents that they need to conserve and boil their drinking water before drinking it. Texas uh, has basically deteriorated from calling itself the energy capital of the world to living conditions you associate with a third world country. For investors, this unusual weather event had us looking for the stocks that would be most affected by the damage. Yesterday, the Insurance Council of Texas said that the winter storm was the largest insurance claim event in history. So today on Dumb Money, the stock trades that we're making, the winners and the losers of this historic winter storm. We are Dumb Money. Three friends who turn $30,000 into $30 million using nothing more than Twitter and a zero commission trading account. The suits that work on Wall Street, they call those people the smart money. That's not us. Our goal is to help level the playing field for everyday investors. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan, live from the beautiful frozen tundra of Dallas, Texas. Before we get any further, I do have to ask for you all to freeze that like button. Turn it blue, just one tap. It's free, it only takes a second. And it is the only way for us to let YouTube know that this is worth showing to other people. So uh, do that, please. Thank you. Today really is worth sharing. Uh, we have big investment ideas. Chris, Jordan, let's first do a little check-in. Get an update on how we are weathering the storm. And uh, other than the water main breaking in the alley behind my yeah. house on Wednesday and the city having us boil water, I haven't had any problems with power. How about you guys? I'm doing good. I'm going to tell you something I'm a little funky. I've gone on a shower hiatus because I know there's a lot of people. Water's kind of a, uh, it's a, it's like people need it right now. And I'm not going to waste that water that other people just by pouring it on my body. Other people might need to drink it. So, you um, you enjoy not showering and not using soap from time to time, though. This is just a little insight into your personal life. So I don't I don't think you're actually doing much of a uh, sacrifice for the greater good. But but I'm sure that we've been doing everything we can. We're not running the lawn. We're we're trying to make sure there's enough for other Texans. That's you're excellent. such a good human, Jordan. Um, uh, listen, I have been doing more than you because I haven't used one drop of water since last weekend because I still don't have running water at my house. At some point, these pipes are going to thaw, and I'm probably going to have a ceiling crashing down. We, we need to house. put an asterisk next to that because you actually rented a hotel room where you are doing shuttle runs to take showers and uh, not use since yesterday because the hotel now has its water shut off, so they don't have water anymore. So, so what are you doing for a bathroom? Do I look break? like I've showered in two days? I have not. <laughs> uh, no, I have not showered. We are using, I, I'm going to come over to your pool today at some point, Dave, because I've been melting snow to then put in the back of our toilets to flush them. So I didn't even realize that you live a block away with the yeah. pool. I'm going to get some crates of water from your pool, just small ones, so I can use that to flush my toilets if you don't I, mind. I did that myself when uh, we were without water for like an entire hour and a half when they were fixing the water main. I, I cannot believe how fast they got that fixed. They like jackhammered the entire alley, fixed the pipe, and we're done. And now it's drivable again. I don't, I don't, I really don't know how they did that. I, I'm so impressed. The, the city crew uh, in the in the city of University Park 
hats off to they are doing 12 hour shifts round the clock with the entire crew working and keeping this city operating and it is just remarkable by the way the city crew at up is legit i when i they used are. to live in up we had a water main break in our front like in our uh, easement and they were there in like an hour and like knocking stuff out digging up stuff going crazy they're good so they're really i good. i saw that they had um it, the entire year last year it's it's an older infrastructure. It's an older city, so they have uh, like 35 water main breaks for uh, the entire year of 2020. They had 30 in a 24-hour period, or something just crazy like that. They they basically have had the crews out there doing the stuff in the cold. It's it's remarkable. So uh, if if anyone from our local city is watching, thank you. We we really do appreciate you. And for all of the workers out there, the people who are out, can you imagine being the encore people who are out like no, doing down power lines? The linemen? And, yeah. I've spoken to some of these guys and they said they're sleeping three hours a night. They're they're on shifts. They're, they get three hours of sleep and they're back on shifts. So guys, yeah. everyone that's doing that in Texas. By the way, the people that are saving all the turtles down in South Texas. I saw that. That are, are floating and freezing. They have thousands of turtles. They're sheltering in facilities right now. Right. Yeah, that's we amazing. Can, can we also just say because I saw this on the news and this is this is relevant locally and that some people who need help. The domestic violence shelters here in town that house people who are, are victims of domestic violence. Both of them here, both the Genesis Women's Shelter and the Family Place, have had their pipes burst, yep. flooded, and they have had to relocate all of their residents. And so they're in hotels. They're just in makeshift. Uh, so both of those organizations are in need of money. If anyone is looking for something to do with their money, instead of sending us a super chat, in fact, if you send us a super chat, that's where it's going to go today. Um, but if you want to <laughs> and, and do your that directly. significant other, Dave, Megan, she works with domestic violence. She works um, with, she, she's a, a, a licensed clinical social worker. She, that's kind of her thing. Um, so she's a therapist and uh, yeah. So she, she basically alerted me to the fact that both of these are local organizations in need right now. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they are both insanely good organizations. Um, guys, I, I, I want to—I I don't want to tease too much, but I, I want to let you know that I did make a trade, fairly significant trade, based on today's episode. Um, it's a little out of context for the conversation we're about to have, so I'm going to save that trade for the end of the episode. That trade is going to accompany a uh, channel check phone call that I want to do live on the air. I already have done one for myself, and I was astonished at what I found out. So. Um, it's related to one of the stocks we talked about on the last, ep not two episodes ago, when we did our first storm episode. Um, but we will be talking about the trade that I made uh, at the end of today's episode. We will do that live channel check. Uh, it's going to be really fun, so stick with us. But before we get to that, I think what we want to talk about right now is insurance um, and insurance trades, how we view in the insurance. Oh, look at it. these these this super is, chats, this awesome. Dave. This is so amazing. These people yeah. are giving. I mean, let's make sure we get that hundred dollars for, for Ryan. We got that. Rocket, buddy, fifty bucks. Yep. Or you guys can donate direct. Donate direct to either one of them would be yes. very much appreciated. Uh, so, and uh, guys, whatever you guys do, I, I, I'll match as well. I'll make a direct donation as well from my foundation uh, to them as well. So, here's the thing. Uh, insurance. We've been trading insurance for a very long time. One of our favorite things to do is to track uh, storms, to track hurricanes. We've been doing it for oh, well over a decade. Um, yeah. And we have a lot of experience on how these sorts of storms impact insurance companies. And this segment and, and of- In particular, hurricanes 
and earthquakes. Those have been yeah. our focus. I, I, this is kind of a new world when you're talking about freezing in Texas because that has not happened and that's, that's why this is such an anomaly event that I don't think any of the insurance companies were prepared for. Correct. And I'd like, Dave, I don't know if you're prepared for this, but I would love to at least start this segment of the episode with a new, a local news story that we saw yeah. uh, that really gave us the idea for this exploration of a trade uh, in this episode, quite honestly. Dave, can, can we just yep. play that one minute? So th this is from, uh, I believe, yesterday's uh, local news here. I spoke today with uh, some folks at the Insurance Council of Texas. They, they're basically a trade association for the big insurance companies here in this state. Uh, here is our costliest Texas storms list. Uh, Hurricane Harvey still holds the distinction at about $20 billion in losses. You remember those tornadoes we had here in October of 2019? That was $1.5 billion. They told me today that uh, we might as well clear a space here at the top because they are expecting this winter storm to become the costliest Texas storm uh, of all of them. Uh, and, and I had to repeat that back because I, I was shocked that, that they made that announcement today. Take a listen to our phone call. You think that we may actually see losses from this that top Harvey? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Harvey, um, it, was, it was terrible. It, it was a, a several-day event. Uh, but when we're talking about the entire state and when we're talking about not only auto claims, but business claims and, and homeowners, renters, insurance, uh, yeah, well, we are definitely going to be in the billions of dollars. More than $20 billion. If you saw the top of that list, that was a $20 billion uh, at the top. And, and that came to, my first question was, who has the most insurance risk in Texas? Who are the companies that are going to be most, you know, at risk or paying out the most claims or you know flooded just with claims because we've Indeed. seen we've already seen that just our little city of of how many people live here seven thousand people uh our households and that more than a thousand have shut off their own water because of pipes breaking so we did the work we did the work and this is what i want to take you guys through is just our general due diligence process of how we go through this um, it's fairly straightforward. We first looked at the largest auto insurance companies. There's obviously a lot of auto accidents. We then looked at the largest, um, excuse me, the largest uh, home insurance companies. Uh, and then we looked at the largest commercial insurance companies, all in the state of Texas, okay? And Dave, I don't know if you want, if you have those images. Let me see if I can just pull read them up out. these that you texted to me. Uh, long story short, in terms of auto insurance, uh, we're looking at State Farm, Berkshire Hathaway, Allstate, and then Progressive are the top four. Um, in terms of home insurance, we're looking at Allstate as number one, then State Farm, USAA, Nationwide, Liberty Mutual, Farmers, Chubb, Travelers, Safeco, and the Hartford. Okay. So first of uh, all, so that, that, that's the graphic for the um, auto, and then here's the uh, screenshot of your list for homeowners in Texas. And while we don't have a graph for commercial insurers, and guys, there is tremendous commercial damage. In fact, Dave, when I went down, I went downtown to pick up Rex Seafood the other night, and there were businesses that were just mopping their floors, ceilings, bus. I mean, it was unbelievable in downtown Dallas. But the there's, largest- You know there's a Rex's Seafood, right? Uh, they were close. I thought I was ordering from them <laughs> and on, on DoorDash, and it, as it turns out, I got there and they were closed. I was like, oh no, it's out of my order downtown. I had to drive downtown to, in a food court. 
I don't know why they were open, but the three largest commercial insurers in Texas are Chubb, Travelers, and Liberty Mutual. So it's really interesting that Chubb and Travelers are both publicly traded companies and they both have a major presence in both the home insurance and the commercial insurance sectors of Texas. Yeah. Now, um, I have, uh, so this is where my my mind goes. I was like, we always want a reference point, right? We always want to benchmark an event to another event. So we had that news story, and if they're correct, and you can't really take them at word, but that was kind of the insurance council. So they do have their pulse on what's happening. If they are correct, and this is larger than Harvey, the next thing that I did was I Googled, um, you know, Allstate, because they're like the largest home insurer in, in Texas. What was the damage, what was the loss that Allstate had from Hurricane Harvey? And mm -hmm. what I found was that they had were expecting, was I found an article where they had estimated after Harvey hit that they were targeting about $593 million of losses on Allstate, just from Allstate insurance, okay, from Harvey. So let's put that into context. A company like Allstate generates about $3 billion this last year in net profit. So um, they're gonna have a $595 million loss from Harvey. This is supposed to be bigger than Harvey, okay? So the next thing you have to ask yourself, and we're just looking at Allstate right now, right? This, this, this is obviously relevant for other insurance providers, you have to understand the way insurance works, and you have to also understand the way that insurance has evolved over the last couple decades. Insurance providers that are retail providers like Allstate all have what was called reinsurance, okay? Reinsurance basically says that any losses that you incur from a single event over a set agreed upon number we will take care of that, right? It's in reinsurance. And that reinsurance provider either is a company like Berkshire Hathaway does reinsurance, or uh, I know Third Point, which is a big hedge fund, they have a, they're one of the big reinsurers, or it's a reinsurance basically note that the company sells like a bond and that bond actually pays itself out over time so as long as the storms aren't getting coming and hitting the reinsurance bucket it will pay out a dividend and then it continually sells new shares in the bond right so it's like a continuing thing that keeps going on and on and on now these bonds are actually not publicly traded and what's really interesting about these bonds is they pay a really high interest rate because they're very risky and you know how hard it is to be able to find good paying uh you know bonds right to find a good rate because because rates are down to almost zero so the demand for these bonds has been sky high the last five or six years okay what that means is that companies like allstate have been able to easily sell off their risk to these bonds, and I forget what they're called. If you look, if you Google reinsurance, investing in reinsurance, if you do invest uh, in reinsurance, uh, the name of these bonds, I always forget what they call them. They're, they are uh, rein, uh, oh, that would come up. So um, uh, now, now it doesn't come up. But anyway, these bonds, these specialized bonds have exploded over the past five, six, seven years because there's so much institutional demand trying to chase uh, rates, okay, trying to ch trying to chase you know six, five, six, seven percent rates. So what that means is that a lot of these insurers, like all states, they've been able to de-risk themselves significantly. So all state has gotten to the point where they don't have any risk over half a billion dollars from any one event, okay? So even if this ends up being bigger than Harvey, even if this is a one billion dollar or one point five billion dollar loss event 
for all state or $2 billion. They're capped at half a billion dollars. Okay, guys? Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing we have to understand is that the insurance industry has been through so many of these that we now know, or investors know, that these events end up being positive, not negative for insurance. Because even they're capped on their risk and they pay out half a billion dollars, but then more people, it's like a realize. big marketing event for insurance, yes. right? I now need flood insurance that I didn't think I needed. I now need to up the limits on my house. I now need to make sure that I'm covered for a pipe freeze that I may not have been covered for before. So they're- It's not even just that, right? Because then, they, then they've got uh, metrics to support rate increases for certain zip codes too, right? And so now they've got some event that they can then tie to you know, their models and say like, now this zip code has, you know, this much risk. And and we saw that, you know, dramatically in California when we had the uh, earthquakes. Um, California's always having earthquakes, but when they had that major one, it was maybe uh, two years ago now. I, I lose track of time now that I've been uh, just sitting in this studio for a year straight. But um, when we when we basically played that, uh, I can't remember, what was the name of it? In uh, in California, we had we basically oh, invested in that. I love excellent, that company. Excellent, okay. perfectly positioned. Data-based insurance, Dave. Because they were they were completely uh, protected, and the number of people who vo you know voluntarily signed up for additional earthquake insurance after that record you know news event of earthquakes, it was it was just great business for them. So that that was kind of the play there. But here, I don't know that. In Texas, people are going to say, well, it froze really bad this year. Let me make sure I'm prepared for next year because this is not a an annual event here. This has been a 10-year event. We the last big freeze we had was 10 or 11 years ago. So, I don't I don't know if it if it's the same kind of thing because I, you know, I'm not upping my insurance right now. Yeah, Dave, I don't know either, but what I do know is that uh, the insurers are likely, and by the way, before we say this, go any further, we're not financial advisors. You guys know that by now. This is how we are processing the, the due diligence process for ourselves, for our own investment decisions. We hope you can learn from this and poke holes in our thesis today. Whatever we say in this episode, this is what we're doing. So just learn from this, poke holes in it for yourself, You know, speak to an investment advisor, make your own decisions. Um, this is not our advice to use. We want just give you a peek into our world. Uh, Dave, I don't think this was going to take down any of the insurers. In fact, I'm not even sure the extent to which this will be truly catastrophic for them at this point in time uh, in terms of hitting their stock price. But I will say this, it's, it's an anomaly, okay? It's a different type of an event. Uh, I want to watch it closely and I want to learn from it. I want to learn to see how this does impact companies like Chubb, uh, companies like Allstate, uh, companies like we were saying, a couple of these companies like Chubb and Liberty Mutual are on the commercial side and on the residential side. So we're going to, and they're publicly traded. So we're going to watch them closely and learn. What we have learned from hurricane trading is that there are a couple companies that are insurers in Florida that have been doing exceptionally well for the past 20 years. And they are living on the edge. Every time a hurricane hits, these companies get smashed for a couple days as people are concerned that we could have a direct hit on Miami, Fort Lauderdale, yep. and they will go out of business. And then it never does. It always The hurricane always spins north or south or it weakens, and they've survived every single hurricane for the past 15, 20 right. years. From what I've seen, we don't have like a big publicly traded company that's like just totally Texas homes or Correct. Texas businesses, right? And I was looking all over the place. I couldn't find one. Correct, but Jordan, we do in Florida. Travelers and uh, Allstate, but the problem is they're spread across the entire 
But Jordan, we do in Florida, and, yeah. and the event that I've right. been that I've been closely monitoring my entire life, it seems like, and it's I will do this every hurricane for the next twenty five years, is if we ever get a, a large Cat four or Cat five direct hit to Miami, you are looking at an event that I am almost positive will bankrupt both these insurance companies that are regional players in Florida, yeah. and that will be the put shorting event of all time okay and i and 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 by the way i will continue to trade them timely like like there's a point to short them there's a point to cover that short before the hurricane hits because you know pretty much they're never going you're never yeah. gonna get that direct hit That's i saw a comment cruising across um for one of our favorites to go to for some of these disaster events um the problem is service master is no longer a publicly traded company terminix right. spun off that disaster relief division to a private firm and so you yep. can't that that's no longer on the table to play with do you see so, so it's so funny because jordan you were probably doing that same research that yeah i was, I was like um, i was like this. really they spun it off <laughs> yeah i i knew that was coming i didn't know that they had completed the spin-off yet yeah now, now the ticker is tmx and it's 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 the terminix companies um, there is a trade here that is worth looking at, and you guys will uh, recognize this one. So for those of you all been watching this show from back in the original Dumb Money days, before we had Dumb Money Live, just our OG Dumb Money channel, which is still out there and we have big plans for it, um, that uh, we sold a company and had a really amazing episode, Fixed Repairs, a company that we were heavily involved with, uh, invested in since, since the ideation, since the startup, and, and we helped grow that company. Uh, with Brandon and Evan, the two co-founders, and our buddy Brian, and sold it to Angie's List. Uh, we sold that company, guys, what was it, two and a half years ago, three years ago to Angie's List? Uh, Angie's List also owns uh, Home Advisor. They also own a couple other companies, including Fixed Repair. Fixed Repair is pretty big in Dallas now. Um, so Angie's List is a publicly traded company that actually has a pretty big presence, we know, through Fixed Repair, at least, yeah. the company we sold them, uh, which is which is an insurance company that basically Fixed Repairs are repair company uh, that's that's web it's a web app company that also sells home warranty so on one hand guys maybe they're getting hit by the home warranty division I don't know I should probably call Brandon but uh, on the other hand uh, they home, own Home Advisor, okay, and, and Angie's List, and a lot of these plumbing repairs, they're getting comped ever, on every one of those, right, uh, uh, through the lead service. So yes. that's an interesting one, but honestly, it wasn't exciting enough for me to trade. I was like, "There's, it's too big of a company. Is it really going to move the needle for them here in Texas for the next couple of weeks?" I just couldn't. I couldn't do it, guys. I couldn't. I, I wasn't. I didn't trade it. Potential it, downside too, depending on how the home warranty product. Uh, yeah. Is well, yeah, for fixed. These claims could come under a home warranty. Again, I don't know the contracts. We could we could probably find that and study it. But oh, Jordan, that's an interesting one actually. So hmm, how about the big home warranty company that's probably traded? God, we're God, I didn't think but, about this. But if you think about it, you know how those home warranties are written. Yeah. These are uh, these are Mother Nature things are I, always excluded. Uh, um, I would assume I'm, that they would, would be covered. Think the problem yeah, this, this is, is if your if your washing machine breaks yeah. or if you're you know it's it's warranty kind of things not pipe bursting generally yeah. and I'm I'm sure that American Home Services or American Home Shield or whichever that big one they're thinking yeah. of is I'm sure that their contracts exclude freezing but we'll be googling that unless you're are, um, you, te are you texting Brandon right now no 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 <laughs> I was putting a comment in I I can't remember the name of the two Florida insurers because I hadn't traded them in, in at least a year a year and a half I, I 
have them written down some it's not hard to find guys there's a couple of them that are publicly traded they're super concentrated in florida south carolina georgia uh and a little bit of louisiana uh in terms of catastrophic coverage so uh Listen, guys. The insurance part just, of the just re real quick. Yeah. Um, this this is from the uh, terms and conditions for one of these home warranties repairs. Th these are things that are not recovered. Repairs or replacement required as a result of fire, freeze, flood, or other acts of God, accidents, ah. vandalism, cosmetic defects, design flaws, manufacturing. Pretty much all of the things that that this would have. Is, know, is that the contract that we helped write for Fix, or is that someone else's? Uh, this actually is from Fixed. It was the easiest one. <laughs> That's to find the one. Way, we we yeah. want to make sure we were so, fully covered. So yeah, a freeze is not covered because it's covering your washing machine if it yeah. breaks, right? Or it's covering, yeah. but it's it's generally it doesn't cover a plumbing problem in the wall. Yeah, which I know well, a fair. lot of people that you know had some freeze events and busted pipes, and they were like, "Oh, I think we'll be okay because we got that home warranty." And I'm like. I would go to your insurance. No, it's it's home insurance that covers More likely stuff like that. Covered under your home insurance plan. Uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. I thought it was really important, even though we didn't trade, because sometimes not trading is a trade, right? Sometimes when you go through the process of a social arb uh, due diligence and you identify opportunities, but the opportunities they either don't move the needle or there's other factors at play. In this case, a majorly growing reinsurance market that, that a lot of these insurers are able to de-risk. Um, I think just going through that process and realizing that, you know what, there's not a trade here, at least one that I'm super comfortable with, but I'll tell you what I want to do here. I want to follow these insurers really closely over the next couple months. I wanna see if there is a fallout and I wanna see if we were wrong. I wanna see if I was wrong to underestimate the benefit that Angie's List would have with Home Advisor from this trade. Um, this is all really important stuff, guys. There's always an opportunity to learn. You're, I call, you know, I read a quote from a hedge fund that I had a lot of respect for. They've been, in, they've been around a long time. And they say when they sell institutional clients, one of the biggest things that they sell is their graveyard of, of, of mistakes, basically, or their graveyard of, of learning. And what they mean by that is that they've been around for 28 years and they've been building models for 28 years. And they have a huge graveyard of things that didn't work in terms of their modeling. And they now know not to waste their time with the 2,000 models that they've painstakingly tested and you know lost money on over 28 years, whereas a new hedge fund right doesn't have that graveyard of mistakes to learn from and experience to learn from. So I think it's exceptionally important when you have any type of a change event or a major black swan event or a change to learn from it, whether you're trading it or not. So I'm now watching this whole space, every company we talk about to see, okay, what did we miss here? What, what companies did we miss? Or where, will, where do we underestimate or overestimate the impact? I just thought of one that, um didn't even think about until just this very moment it's because of the hurricane trade but lumber liquidators um yeah i don't know i think that lumber liquidators though jordan is probably more so heavily reliant on home construction that will this make a dent will it really move the needle and well, here's the, the thing they're sitting high on home construction right because home construction's yeah. through the roof yeah we've they're high because of um, renovations because we know everybody's yeah. sitting at home with the pandemic and looking at their house wishing they had wood floors and then this hits also. I mean, they're they're you know they've they've cruised up already, but uh, is this just one more thing that's going to improve their forecast? Uh possibly. I, I mean, I think 
It's not at a flooding event. I mean, it ruin anybody that has wood floors. Their their floors are ruined. Yeah, true. Um, true. Uh, floor decor as well. But they're already killing it in so many yeah. other areas. You have to ask yourself, does is this going to be the needle mover, right? By the way, those are asking about my T-shirt. This is our Dumb Money 2020 T-shirt. I think it was limited edition. I think we it's no longer around, right, Dave? Um, I actually think I am still selling those on the site. So oh, okay. So if you like uh, that shirt? It's still on there. Um. <laughs> So that's it. That's it for that set. I mean, guys, are there any anything else for that segment? Because I want to talk about where I do see opportunity now. And, and it, it's we've been researching this trade for two days straight, guys. Right? Like this is this has been yeah. two days of hitting my head against a wall, going, I must be missing something here. Uh, by the way, we do have a really nice channel in our Discord that was created just to discuss this weather event. Uh, ugh, what is the name of the channel here? Hold on, I'll get it for you guys. It is the Powers Out under the Trendsetters Club section of Discord, the Powers Out channel. There's been some good conversation in there. Um, so I want to talk about something. We talked about pools last time, right? And I bought, what, Pentair um, during our last show. So I've been doing some phone calls, doing some research, and I had a really interesting call with uh, Leslie's... Uh, pool. For those of you, go you guys that don't know Leslie's Pool, they're huge in Texas. I think it's 25% of their stores are in Texas. It's a recently IPO'd company. Leslie's Pool Supply is a retail store that sells pool equipment. They sell pool supplies. But what I didn't realize, and I can't believe I didn't realize this because I've used Leslie's for years, is that they have their own inside division. Ready for this, guys? They have their own technicians. They do all their own pool repairs. So yep. Leslie's has their own service teams, okay? So what I learned in my due diligence uh, calling Leslie's is, they told me that they are now driving, busing in technicians from around the country to Texas, okay? They are pulling technicians from California to Texas to service all these Texas pools that need emergency pool repair. They told me that they were currently, they just started answering phones, currently a week out. Uh, they expect to be a month out very quickly in terms of uh, 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 appointment times to fix pools, a month out. They also told me, because I was like, tell me about Pentair. Or do they have, are they killing it right now? Are they selling everything they make? They, this is a little concerning. They told me that Dave Pentair was already up to eight weeks delayed before the storm in getting parts out because they've had some supply issues with COVID and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that's well, actually- Well, is such a small portion of their um, overall business that I, I'm, I'm worried about Pentair. I am too. So I might actually, I haven't sold them yet, but I might actually exit my Pentair uh, to go deeper, and I say deeper because I did open up a position in Leslie's Pool Supply um, right before this episode, because that's when I was on doing my, my due diligence calls. And I loved what I heard. I was like, are you kidding me? These guys are going to kill it. Because at first I was so focused on, all right, who makes the who makes the equipment, right, for all this pool stuff? But the equipment guys, I mean, they're, they can only sell whatever equipment they have. The service techs, imagine being able to bring all those service techs in at a time when normally you don't have a lot. We're, guys, it's February. Right. It's February. If yeah. this happened in the middle of summer, I'd be like, well, their service techs are probably already at capacity. So how much extra money is Leslie's pool pair going to make? Okay. But the People fact ask that about it's water pipe makers, I'm like, yeah, I mean, the pipes are probably going to do pretty well. Right. But let's talk about the real high margin stuff, which is pumps. 
filters, all those things are exploding right now um, because yes. of you know ice expansion. And so those are the things that people are going to need. Those are high dollar items. Um, and there's you know specialty people, plumbers that have to go in and do the stuff that are making money. I mean, this is these are going to be expensive repairs for people. They're going to be expensive repairs, but here's what I like, Jordan. What I like is that this is going to happen during a time that Leslie's pool repair, I would have to imagine, uh, is doing very little business normally, right? Like, like in terms of like pool repair, right? So isn't that isn't that kind of like the dream setup, or or am I am I crazy? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know really as far as repair. Yes. But as far as maintenance and your normal service contract, regardless of the season, you're still having the pool company come out and balance the chemicals and do the water and do the change, the filter and empty but the traps and repair, do all of like that. actual like, specific like, repair. Yeah. You're probably not having, well, maybe, or do people like you chose to build your pool in the off season so that you would have it ready for summer. Do people choose winter as the time to do those little repair things that they don't want to shut their pool down during the summer? I don't know. So I'll tell you, um, as a pool owner, I try to do major things in the winter. A lot of people aren't as prepared, but most people are replacing a pump, not proactively, but reactively. And when do things go wrong? When they're in high usage. So Generally, that's the summer um, or um, in the winter, right when there's a freeze event um, or when things are running more. And so, but th that tends to be reactive and people don't think about like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out and buy me a new pool pump. Like that's the last thing people are thinking about spending money on. But th now it's going to be on top of your mind because your pool is not going to work this spring if you don't go out and get it fixed right now. Um, yeah, I, I listen, I, I, I kind of fell in love with the trade. I think it's for me it might be a high conviction trade. I mean, it, it, it could be medium conviction to high conviction. I, I need to do a little more homework on it. So is this the trade that you wanted to make a call on right This now? is the trade that I made. Yeah, this is it. This is it. So I, I bought the stock and I also bought the March $20 call options and I just bought some more of them. Uh, listen, there's a lot of things happening at Leslie's. They're a new publicly traded company. There's some risk factors in that I don't know when that option, when that uh, that lockup ends, right? So anytime you have a new yeah. publicly traded company, they have a lockup period. Uh, just uh, quick clicking around the chart, it looks like they've been public for about three and a half to four months. So you've got a few months on that. You've got a few months, but I don't know what you know the, the the sentiment of the insiders are. It's not a company I really know that well, right? So I don't understand what the repercussions of this yep. lockup are, how much insider selling is going to happen. Mm -hmm. I don't know what other elements are for Leslie's, but certainly I feel like this is the dream setup for Leslie's. So I want to call one right now because I'll tell you the conversation I had with Leslie's before was stunning. Uh, like I was like, I got off the phone. I was like, wow, this is, I'm in, I'm in. So I, I don't know that this call will be similar, but I'm curious because you never really want to rely on a single phone call. So you might learn something new every time. So let me call. And while you're dialing, I'll, we'll just uh, remind you that they, um, oh, and also remind them that your friends are listening in on the phone call. Yes, yeah. Residential, professional, commercial customers. The firm also offers complimentary commercial grade in-store water testing and analysis. Uh, they That increases their consumer engagement conversion. 
basket size and loyalty, resulting in higher lifetime value. The company offers a range of products that consists of regularly purchased non-discretionary pool and spa maintenance items such as chemicals, equipment, cleaning accessories, parts, as well as installation and repair services for pool and spa equipment. And I'm out of stuff to talk about. Are you on the phone with them? The answer? Uh, so I'm calling, you know, it's hard to get them to answer their phones. They're pretty busy right now, yeah. I would imagine. But I'm, there's so many Leslie's in Texas. I'm just yeah. gonna- Yes, hi, I'm on the phone with my friends. We're, we, we, multiple of us have pools and we're just trying to figure out, engage what's going on right now. Do you guys, you guys fix, re like actually repair pools, right? Like yeah, pool spot. Uh, equipment. equipment, yes. Okay, so do you guys, how far out are you in appointment? Can you do like same day appointments? Or are you delayed right now or? Uh, right now it will wake up until Monday. Okay. Uh, but at worst, so the sooner the better. Have you, is this like the busy, how busy is this compared to what you've seen? Like, is this like the busiest you guys have ever been or? It's gonna be real busy. And Leslie's uh, uh, ringing in text for states to help out what the situation is going. Gotcha. So try to move every uh, equipment. They're bringing in extra from other parts of country. Uh, country. So our Dallas Fish Center spread it through all the... Gotcha. Do you know how many service techs you guys have coming here? Uh, I don't know exact number. We did have a call this morning, but they're sending good amount. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you, you're, you're, are you, you're probably going to be pretty slammed for the next... <laughs> Did yeah, you... uh, they're expecting us to be slammed next month, but uh, when it comes to service, we are, we're going to get it uh, as fast as we can. Gotcha. What kind? Do you guys generally do a lot of service repairs this month, like this time of year, or is this usually? It starts usually in March, April. That's when it really kicks up for. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And do you think you're going to have enough equipment? Are they, are they running it like pent air and stuff? Like, do they have enough equipment right now to service us? Or we're bringing in extra equipment from uh, other parts. Like I said, other additions. Uh, they're pulling off if any stores have extra equipment and stuff like that. They're pulling down. They're pulling them out and bringing them here to Dallas. Gotcha. And, and you'll still sell equipment, like if I need to buy it from you direct. It's not. I don't have to use a service tech. I can still Correct. buy. We're selling the equipment directly. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your help. Thank you. Bye. So I, what I really love here, this kind of reminds me, uh, Jordan, when you're talking about the service kind of uh, serve serve pro guys when we have those major disasters what was so fascinating that we used we used to trade service master right uh in fact hurricane harvey i think that was a big trade of ours um so what's fascinating is that there are these companies that have the resources to pull in massive amounts of inventory from around the country and service techs from around the country. And what he just said there is they start picking up in like March, April, that is key. Because what that means is a service tech, if it was mid to late March, the service tech would be like, do I really want to go down, <laughs> you know, travel around the country? I've got plenty of work that I'm about to They do. probably have a full month, a few weeks, two, three, four weeks of very low business yeah. that they can work 24 hours a day, right, guys? Right, the nope, next they might weeks. make an extra six months of salary in this one month. And so they're like, yeah, I'll go work dusk till dawn. And you know what that means? That means that Leslie's is going to make another six, six months worth of <laughs> service business, right, in the next three weeks. So I, I really really uh like that so guys people are saying in the comments that the ceo sold a lot of shares like i don't know yeah. some crazy amount of shares and i was i, I was I, just confirming that that is true he sold about 3.3 million dollars worth of leslie stock and well, also that's nothing. they said 19 million shares is what they said ceo sold 19 million shares that would be way more than three million dollars and also the company on february 8th the company um this is a press release that that they put out they were uh doing a secondary offering of 20 
29 million shares. That's what um, dropped the stock. That's yeah, what dropped the stock. That's that's what I'll tell you from a consumer standpoint, the biggest concern that I've got is that everybody that I know that has a pool, you don't go to Leslie's because they I mean they charge like about twice the price you can get that's on. That's what pool. I like. Do they juice people and people are starting to get wise to it because they just go on the internet and you're like, "What? Like you're charging but- but, but Jordan, that's of an ridiculous. Emergency. If you're ever going to pay twice the price, you're going to do it now. If it, yeah. Leslie's now, has a, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And by the way, le, there are people yeah. that do use Leslie's. No, no, but I I'm use, not saying I'm not saying about the service, right? Because the service yeah. is another thing. I'm just talking about for regular pool products and just their normal business, which is selling it, chlorine and this and that. And guys, that. it's so expensive to go through. Jordan's totally right. It is like the, it's, it's so expensive, but that's what I love is that we're talking about a business that has those fat margins yeah. that. Normally, you have people like Jordan that represent, I don't know, 60, 70, 80% who are not going to go to Leslie's. But now, people will pay anything for a pool pump. They'll pay yep. anything for some of this equipment right now. If you, or you know what wait. I did? They'll wait and do it in, like, right before they're going to, you know. The problem is, here in Texas, I mean, the weather's going to be 70 degrees. You're going to start growing bacteria. You've got to get this stuff fixed for yeah. yeah. the pool. Yeah. Dave, Dave, it's, you're a, it's a perfect market to abs- absolutely require a functional pump because right. you're right. We're going to go from sub sub freezing to 60 by Monday or Tuesday or yeah. by the end of next week. We're, we're going to be in the uh, in the temperature zone where you will start growing algae in the bottom of the pool. Yeah. And guys, I'm going to tell you exactly how much money I put in Leslie's in a minute. So don't worry. I see you guys asking. I will tell you exactly what I bought. OK, um, so here's the deal. Social arb trading. There's, I want to go over this. There's information that's known. Whatever the CEO sold, that's known. That has now been reflected in investor sentiment in the stock. The recent secondary, that is known. That is now reflected in the stock. So that, and probably a lot of that is probably part of why Leslie's dropped from 32 bucks a share, right? Down to the mid twenties or whatever. So Mm -hmm. that's all known information. What I'm focused on is what information is new that is not fully priced in to Leslie's stock right yet. And you can tell there's a little bump there and that's probably people like us this week Putting, connecting the dots, going, hmm, Leslie's is a big beneficiary here. And you know what I love about, guys, what I love about regional events like this is that 80% of the, of the country is not focused on it like we are. They're not living it. They don't realize how big of a deal. Guys, have you been on uh, Facebook or Park City's chatter this week? How many conversations about pools and pool yeah. butt bursting and like people... Between that and plumbers needing a plumber desperately, yeah. that's you know that's all the conversation locally. Yes. So um, you know, listen, I, I didn't buy Leslie's last episode because I was like I was making a snap decision. Now I've had a couple days to do some due diligence, do some work. Uh, I think Leslie's is my play here. Uh, Leslie's is my number one trade coming out of this catastrophic Texas event. I think they're the the cleanest, purest social arb trade. Uh, coming out of this entire event now. So we'll now see. the big question is: We know you're 100% margined. What did you sell to get in this? I sold I was a bunch looking of at my stuff. portfolio, trying to figure out what, where I could make some room. Just today, I was trying to figure out how I can buy more stock without having to go deeper into margin. Did and you you're 100% in CCIV, margin? CCIV, Dave. I'm still in CCIV. I have uh, made what seven hundred thousand dollars. And people are asking uh, if I'm buying. I'm like, yeah, it's on. It's on an order screen in front of me. I wanted to look. I'm going to say something right now. I I don't know. I didn't want to buy it before the episode because I knew we'd be talking about it. So I'm waiting until everybody has a fair chance. And now I'm going to buy with everybody else. Buy what? CCIB. 
You're buying CCIV? No, Leslie's. What are you talking oh, about? <laughs> All right, go buy it. Okay, right, subject changer. <laughs> legit, Dave, let me tell you. You asked a question. I'll tell you what I sold, okay? Yeah, I need to know. So um, I sold... Uh, you have no idea. I have all these accounts open. Now. Like I have, to, I, I, I have, I sold. I did a lot of this in my charitable trust, in my charitable foundation. So let me. Go. So I. Uh, you could just share. Margin I sold my GameStop. I sold. You know that GameStop trade I did yesterday, yeah. just for fun. Yeah. I, I, that was the obvious thing to, to exit because I was, was going to get out of that today anyway. I, I so sold I, my GameStop also. Yeah. yeah so I, that was just a stupid one day thing. Uh, so anyway, regardless, out of that, I sold some of my uh, Rocket. Okay, because I had to open up some money. Okay. I sold a little bit of yeah. Rocket. Uh, I what, Let's see what, what else I sold, if anything. Ooh, somebody I, wants you, Dave, um, while we're talking, just to do a G-Trends chart on like... Oh, shoot. Up. We have our mod meeting uh, here in a minute. So, we, 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 all right, we'll be a little bit late, Leon, to the mod meeting, but we're going to try to wrap up really quickly here, okay? Uh, mm -hmm. So here's the thing. I, I want to tell you guys what I own, though, because I told everyone I would I would disclose all my positions in this Leslie's, and I'll tell you what I own, okay? So, uh, Leslie's, let me find it. I have stock and options, all purchased today, some of it on the show today. So you know when I start talking about it, I start getting You get excited. More. You, you I, excite I, I, that yourself. That second phone call there, I bought more after that phone call, uh, quite honestly. So, I have, uh, let's start with the options. I have 300 contracts of the March 19 expiration, $20 strike price calls. That's $160,000 of uh, call options on Leslie's. And I also have, what is the ticker for Leslie's, guys? L-E-S-L. -E why can't, I can't find the stock. I, I, I don't understand why this stock, I, I know I bought the stock, I can't find it. No, maybe it didn't go through. Well, that's, maybe the broker said you don't have enough money. That's so possible. Margin call through because people keep bidding it up past my. Well, now I got to book your market orders. No, well, this is bullshit because like, okay, well, whatever. Now I, I thought I owned Leslie stock, and I guess I didn't, so I just had to buy more options. I bought another hundred contracts. <laughs> so like, whatever. now assuming that that order went through. I'll have five, 400 contracts. So it's about $200,000 of options, which is about $800,000 stock, right? I mean, it's roughly about a million bucks of Leslie stock. Alexander says, what do you think about weather offsetting new pools built, meaning Leslie's a zero sum? Here's the thing, these these pool builders don't buy stuff from Leslie's. I mean, they just go to wholesalers like PO. I mean, the wholesaler game, I think, is the POOL, that company. They're basically a distributor. Yeah. The other nice thing about POOL is that they do um, landscape supplies, which includes um, irrigation supplies for landscapers, which we know there's going to be a ton of broken stuff there. So that's another one. They're just a bigger company. So, um, oh yeah, I, I was thinking about that. That's 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 interesting. But it's yeah, like I said, what's really interesting for me, Jordan, is a company that can shift both um, product and service yeah. from around the country to one state. Right, like that to me is so optimal. That is like crazy. Let's just make a crap load of money the next month, right? That we weren't expecting to make, that nobody expected us to make, that are now going to show up in our earnings this quarter. That's it. It's plain. It's simple. That's it, right? Like that's my trade. That's my social arb trade. I think the market is probably un 
are people doing the phone calls that we just did to understand it's not just a matter of Leslie's having 25% of their stores in Texas, that they might actually be able to get 50 or 60% of their inventory of the entire country and 50 to 60% of their technicians for the entire country working nonstop 24 hours a day for the next three weeks. What does that do to their earnings this quarter? I think it's fascinating. So Dave, can, before we go, can we pull up some G-Trend charts and yeah. like pull, like pull, uh, I don't know, pool repair? Is pool repair up? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if these things have gone up yet. I think I checked them earlier, but I think it was pretty pretty interesting, the chart. Let me pull up. Pool repair, uh, 12 months US. No. So no what do you see in pool repair for Texas? Derek says pool pump. Pool pump. But, but if you look at related searches, it's Leslie's pool, Leslie's pool, Leslie's pool supply. Those are all the related queries. Yeah, so look up pool pump in Texas. Man, you're seeing a little uh, little juice there at the end. What is that? Oh, what yeah. is that? that that's, this is pool repair Here, for 12 months, and it uh, in Texas has had that spike at the end. When, when I so do a five-year day for pool pump. It's really interesting. Okay. Pool pump spikes midsummer in June, just so you guys know. As people are like getting ready for their pools, they're turning them on. That's pretty that's good right there. This, this is five years. That's Texas, though. Let's five years. Look at that, guys. Five well, that, that years. That's Texas, though. This is this is five year all um, all of the U.S. No, I think we need to look at Texas, and here's why: because Texas is going to drive all the demand for to get all these people in from out of state, right? So it's yeah. like that. That is monster. Um, let's just look at Leslie's. Pool. I don't know if Leslie's pool would trend yet in Texas. Worth looking at Leslie's pool. Not yet. No. Not yet. But these Google so, searches could be also how to avoid pool pump from freezing and, and, and stuff like that, true. too. Like, I have a blanket sitting on top of my pool pump outside covering all of those pipes because my pool guy told me that that might trap some of the heat from the pump and keep those above-ground pipes warmer. Very true. Catching the pump, is it, Dave? Because that can catch on fire. Um, no, it's not. It's, it's draped over the pump and kind of created a tent, if you will, around the entire pool equipment area. Okay, I, I think what's most interesting here is the the flow of these charts. It, they're rock bottom in February. February is when they hit rock bottom, and that's when we're seeing our spikes. Yeah. So the timing of this event could not be more optimal for a pool repair company like Leslie's, okay? Uh, listen, I'm sticking with the trade. I'm gonna watch this data closely. I'm going to be continuing to call Leslie's pools. They have them all around the country, but I'm gonna focus on the ones here in Texas. I'm going to see how long they are booked out in terms of service repairs, okay? I'm gonna watch this trade closely. I'm comfortable with it. I would call it medium to high right in there. I need to do a little more work, uh, but medium to high, it, I'm not in, you know, honestly, it's not that crazy of a big trade for me because I'm so marching down on everything. I might pull some of my pent air uh, and might sell some of that stock and might push it more into Leslie's because I feel like Leslie's yeah. is more of a pure play. I don't know how Leslie's loses here. I don't know how this is a negative. It's only a positive event for Leslie's, right? Yeah, so, yeah if you assume that Leslie's was at some steady state and that the stock accurately reflected somehow their business, this is only a benefit. Yeah, and, and one other thing I think is really interesting to note. Um, 
a lot of times what people don't realize is this is an opportunity for Leslie's to establish relationships with people that ordinarily wouldn't go to Leslie's. They're only going there because there's an emergency, right? And mm -hmm. they can't get a if you can't get your ordinary pool guy to come work at your place, you're looking on Google and Leslie's is the go-to place in Texas, right? Leslie's is the go-to place. So you're going to call Leslie's. Can you guys fix my pool? Well, yes, we'll get you on the schedule for three weeks. Your guys like four weeks. So like, okay, fine. Whoever shows up first. And then once Leslie's gets out there, maybe you have a good experience. Now maybe you use them for something else. Maybe they pitch you. I don't know. You get on their marketing list, right? Well, I'll tell you the good thing about Leslie's, if you need something for your pool, you can go there today, right? They're like a physical retailer. You can go there. You're not worried about shipping. You you know what? It's it's going to be expensive, but I can go there and get it right now. Jordan, would you say that they're the GameStop of pools? <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> similar footprint, similar footprint, a little larger, a little larger. In perhaps. Corner mall, right. cor corner shopping center. I, I will say I think they are more relevant than GameStop. <sighs> Hot sports opinion. Well, okay, here's the thing, guys. Yeah, I know they're download so pool equipment. That's I right. want to say there's so much we want to talk about with you guys, but this is really important. We have funded a public account for the community. And we have a meeting that started eight minutes ago with our moderators for the Discord community to discuss how we want to allow you guys to vote on which stocks to invest in. That account is yours. I put $10,000 in it. We're going to put more money in it over time uh, and allow the community to decide what to do with that money, whether it's you know have, hold, holding events or whatever it is, right? So this is going to be really fun, but we can't leave these guys on hold for too long because Dave, I have a 1 p.m. meeting that I have to get to. So we got to figure this, out this what the make it on my calendars. Am, am I a part of this? It, yeah, it just can't. I mean, I, Leon just texted it to me, so I'll text you the link. Um, I just told him we would make it, so I'll text you guys the link. I, I want to figure this out, the voting system. We'll announce it on Discord. Uh, we'll hopefully start it on Monday, okay? And I think it's going to be be closely related to our high conviction report. So basically, the way I want it to go is if you have a high conviction report in Discord, people can vote it whether we should invest in it or not. And if, if it gets enough votes, like let's invest the fund's money in it, the dumb money fund on, on public will invest in that high conviction report. Okay, so we have work to do, guys, so we have to pop off here. But no, we'll be back on Monday, right, guys? Yes, and also, um, I just wanted to thank everyone who did send a super chat. We are going to be donating to the uh, two local uh, shelters I'll for match. Uh, domestic violence. I'll, I'm going to also match whatever whatever came in. So uh, right. I was just going to see if I could pull up a list of the names, but I don't know how to use this thing because I look at it enough. So um, if you if you sent a super chat, we saw several hundreds of dollars fly through. I, I can't even pull up a total right now. I wanted to thank you guys, but thank you all so much for um, for contributing. And uh, we're going to be donating and matching and, and doing all of that for you guys. So um, we do appreciate it. And that's going to do it for this one. Thank you guys so much for watching. We are Dumb Money. We will see you here next week. Have a great weekend. CCIV, deep space. <laughs> Anything else you need to say? <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's killing it. It's really right? dramatic if you cut it off right there, but now it's just awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it's down just, actually today now. I thought it was it was up when we started the show. How am I supposed to know? Well, if we kill it now, we won't be able to get any more of the uh, super chat money. So I want I want anyone who wanted to send money that we're going to match to get that in. Awesome. <laughs> right. Thanks for watching. We're done, money. We'll see you next week. <laughs>